Go ahead. We Check. are. Oh, yes, we're, we're good. We're 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 on we're on the line. This is a this is an impromptu. Uh, I, I don't. Even, this is UTL UTL 15. 15. Go. Yeah. Talk to us, Mr. Finn. You just had me watch uh, a, a video um, uh, in regards to Marshall McLuhan. Yeah. Uh, the medium is the message from 1977. Uh, can you give us a little 41, backstory? 41 years ago, um, I. You know, this had been on. I, if you looked at my bookmarks, if you looked at my bookshelves, you would see so many random things like this um, waiting in there, and I, and I think I just um, was looking for something interesting on YouTube on Saturday night. I was up kind of late. Bianca had went to bed, and I remember that name. I think Marshall McLuhan, the name, just kind of hung in in my head and and had. And um, Joe Rogan has referred to his his work or his thoughts at different points in time. But um, I, yeah, so I just threw this interview on just to pass the time or to see what he had to say, without having read any of his work and. Um, found some of these thoughts as as entering it like our like our listeners are without any preconceived notion about what was going on. Um, yeah, I kind of was mind blown by a few of the comments that he made. Um, one of one of which the concept of violence, which I don't know, violence has different degrees, of course, too. But when he talks about abrasive encounters um, to kind of figure out identity um, I, thought, I found that to be a really interesting thing I thought the thought uh, of, of art and artists intention being to trap the attention of their audience um, as something really interesting and uh, and then this whole concept of hot and cold hot media and I think if I have this correct, hot media is media that makes you think cold media is media that subdues and turns on your lizard brain or what I I, I think that's the way um, that he was so books, podcasts things like that are hot TV memes, uh, that type of thing, cold. Um, yeah. Uh, it's something I picked up on uh, in that brief uh, segment that we watched. Uh, a woman had stood up and asked him a question about uh, why she was even here and and does it matter even if she's asking a question? I, I can't quite paraphrase what her question was, but uh, to the point of, I, I think, eliciting some sort of response about about the power of media um, and its message. She wanted to know what is the message. If the media is the message, there is no other message, I think, is what she was um, perhaps trying to get at. Um, his response was uh, to the point that uh, the media is the message in the fact that it, it surrounds her, it surrounds us. Um, it's uh, there was something at the beginning of this program. It's an extension of the nervous system. Um, 
that to me was was kind of a, a, a an eye opener of of thinking about how we re how we respond and react to media, how we participate with media. And I think just to kind of uh, merge this with what you were just talking about, the hot and cold media, hot media making you think cool media, subdued and, and maybe just a little bit more passive. It's this interaction that, that we're providing. Um, media is nothing without us. Uh, right. You know, the... The and, and and it's so interesting watching 1977 talk about radio and primarily TV, um, and I'm I'm trying to, you know, I'm I'm thinking about what would Marshall McLuhan have to say about media today, um, as an extension of the nervous system, because that's what I thought about. I thought about our Twitter Twitter world, our our social media world, our our. YouTube world, I mean, we are, if this is an extension of our nervous system and we can access that nervous system uh, in, in multiple ways, at any time of the evening, any time of the day, any, any, any inkling that we have, um, what is that saying about our individual nervous system and our collective nervous system? I, I'd have to say that we are... Uh, slightly all over the world, all over the map of psychosis in a way, mm-hmm. uh, if, if we look at it that, that, that way. And, and, and this is just in, in reference to media and, and, and technology. Take that away from us. Who are we? Because I think a large portion of, of the, what we see on a daily basis is, is almost in a way, and I'm just speaking as a teacher now, as an educator, looking at students and seeing how they react with myself, how they react with others, and how they react with a third person in the room I'll call technology. And that technology piece is, is more and more an ever-presence of how they're, who their interactions are with. Um, I don't know where I'm going with that. Well, I, I just... I'll jump in and say... We, it's, it's so, the synchronicity here is, is kind of blowing my mind as we're talking because um, my lesson today in English 3 was uh, uh, over finding theme in, in literature. And because most of their lives are heavily inundated with uh, Netflix with whatever we we can start that conversation about critical thinking with the medium in in that context so we can use Lion King I don't know what shared works a lot of us have to activate student schema so I so I start with some of those things instead and we talk about that but we started to discuss the spectrum of the human condition uh, because that's ultimately the thing that we're trying to learn more about from the author. Um, and I asked, no, nobody knew what the human condition referred to or even had a guess. Uh, uh, so, how, so, how did you pose the question, though? I, I mean, said, does anybody know what the human condition is? No one had an idea to put forth. They said... That there was there were a couple close shots. Okay. Um, 
how good life is. Okay. Which I said, yeah. And someone said health. Someone's, and I said, yes, you're, like, you're all, you're all right, mm-hmm. you know. And so to illustrate that, I, I drew a spectrum, and there, I, we have a whiteboard in here, and, and we just said, who, who is someone that we can largely agree is toward the, from the outside looking in, uh, is on a, the better side of that human condition or whose problems and things like that are fewer. Now, this is a difficult question to ask, right? So, but we just needed a frame of reference to start with because, so we put Bill Gates up there and some, some student said Bill Gates. And I think in a, in a simple way, you could say, well, Bill Gates is a billionaire. Um, he doesn't have to be somebody he's not seemingly, you know, from from the way he portrays himself in the media, whatever, seems like he's got it together, whatever. Then some student says, I heard that he had crippling depression, okay, which adds this whole new, like, ah, so it's not as clear as we might think, right? Or, or wealth does not necessarily equate right. happiness, health, um, some of the other things of the human condition. That, right. Okay. On the, on, the other, on the other end of the spectrum... Someone vouched that someone in their last minutes live, being tortured by Ebola could be a, you know, like a, a miserable part of the human condition, right? Which I was, good, I was happy with because that means that they're thinking about people in different places and, and whatever, too. But then I posed the question, so I said... Where would you, on this spectrum, where could you put somebody that had just found out they'd been cheated on by their spouse of 30 years? Where, where does that person fit? And someone said, well, it's better than Ebola, dying from Ebola. And to that, I had to reply, doesn't that depend, though? Right? Mm-hmm. And so we, we got into a great conversation about that. Um, and I think that hot media... The, the one that makes you, th- you know, we, so then I, I asked students if they'd seen the most recent Avengers movie and had contemplated any of the themes that were going on there. And I said, because whether you know it or not, that something was taking place in your subconscious. I said, did anybody see any critique of economy or philosophy of, you know, like, and have you seen... Have you seen I, the most recent? I have not, no. So this super villain has a philosophical bent that there needs to be 50% bad people and 50% good people to have balance in the world. And to me, it, it, it had parallels to like a communism or a, you know authoritarian government with a utopian vision for, for you know, like genocide or, or you know, whatever. So that so, was the justification for... Uh, genocide then or to remove certain people and i don't know that he in the avengers i mean yeah and and so in in some ways you could say that his cause was noble that the villain's cause was noble because what he was trying to create but but that's also like you'd sympathize with hitler or someone like that then right it's just a different view of that and basically he said I don't know who's going to die but basically when this spell or whatever I can't remember how that happens some people die and some people don't he doesn't kill all the good guys 
just some of them die. Okay. So anyway, so we talked about like, did you was there a deeper thing? And I had a lot of pushback on that. Like, hey, can a movie just be for fun? Ooh, interesting. That that was from students. Yeah, they just want it to be for fun. They they don't want to look into and, it like that. Well, okay, and or I shouldn't say they. I, there were some students. To the credit of the movie producers and even the students who are paying customers going to see this film, it is fun. And they do want to go in and be entertained. Mm -hmm. You're coming at it from a different perspective. You are paying. You want to be entertained. But also your entertainment is revolves around not only the, the flash and the wow and right. the, the CGI, yeah. but what's the story here? Right. Give me the story. Let me sink my teeth into the story. It's interesting how that perspective from the students' world of, of it, it needs to be fun. It needs to be entertaining. They haven't really thought about that, that story underneath yet. They haven't looked at it as a story. And we're talking high schoolers here. Their right. story is just beginning. Right. I think... Well, we all uh, are. I try to be really aware of how I thought about things at that age, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I was... Yeah, I don't know. I had my punk and emo albums and things like that, too. But I don't know that I always analyzed every movie but then we shifted to the office right okay. to talking about the office i said I absolutely turn on the office and and as marshall McLuhan said most of the time it's cold most of the time it's cold there are times where it's really hot for me though and it is social commentary on um kind of this blind um misogyny or or, or racism and in the workplace, there are those darker things that are discussed. Um, and, and whether our, I, I think our students on a subconscious level understand that when they watch that, that obviously this is wrong. Um, whatever, like Michael Scott is funny because he doesn't belong because that doesn't belong in our society anymore so he is he's not playing the straight right mm -hmm. and there's plenty of people contrasting him in the office to go like that's crazy why did you just say that right um but if you don't if you don't break it down like that you, you just think haha that's funny so i think we're trying i'm trying to get students to leave this school and go because even as someone who tries to analyze a lot of things, there's plenty of times where I slip into a brainless state and just, you know, take it in. Mm -hmm. uh, a cool, cool state? A cool state. Yep. But if you, you can come back to it and think about it later, too, if you're picking up all the little messages along the way. Mm -hmm. It makes me think a, a lot about how involved you mentioned Netflix and, I, and I'm, a, I'm a passive Netflix user as far as I, I can't stream. We order DVDs. We put them on a DVD queue, and they, we have DVDs arrive. But we can, we can pretty much watch anything just like anyone else who has a Netflix uh, subscription. But the, the ability 
uh, in our media world to now just to I want to watch this boom boom I'm you know instantly I'm watching an episode or two or 20 episodes of something the the word bin, binge watching is commonplace now I hear it I hear it and or read it uh, there's you know little segments that are written sometimes you know top top 10 series to binge watch mm-hmm. over holiday break mm-hmm. or you know it's it's something that is part of our culture we have now taken uh, a feature-length film and we are dividing it up into sometimes 20 hours worth of that film for an entire season. Mm-hmm. And um, I haven't even attempted to start Game of Thrones. But, you know, we're talking about a series. It's a masterpiece. Exactly. And yeah. it's, it's a world, I'm sure, that yeah. is just full of complexities and layers and... Um, you don't know, talk about the human condition. I'm sure they, they hit the gamut of, of oh, yeah. or the spectrum of everything. Um, but there's a lot of there's a lot of series out there that I have I have not seen that I'm sure fall into that category. And I think our students are starting to see these too. Um, and to understand that, you know, just for for example, I've never watched Grey's, Grey's Anatomy. But I hear a lot of students reference that, that series. I don't know, outside of that, it's a medical television show. And I never really got into medical television show anyway. I watched it a little bit in college. Okay. But I, I don't know much about it. But still, people watch it. And there's more than just watching doctors uh, be doctors on TV. It's people vicariously observing a fictional life. But taking it in and resonating with it as this is something very real to them, that extension of the nervous system that McLuhan was talking about. We are doing that in in so many different ways now. Um, By just watching this and and, and making that connection about about media and about the nervous system and about our interaction with it, it makes me think of evolution it makes me think of the things that we are in a, as a, I mean, our last episode we talked about AI. I'm completely removing AI from this equation right now because I think it's so important that we're, we're just addressing people. We're addressing humans and, and how we're responding to this, this world, this continuous hyper real realism world. And it just, it makes me think that either we're, we're on a, a, a new plane of, of where we're going, not necessarily with consciousness, but just um, experience, um, which is associated with consciousness. We're on a new plane that's, 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 that's rising in, in how we perceive the world and how we interact the world, with the world. We're crash, crashing. And going into this more isolated, I, I want to even uh, pull in the uh, the most recent Spielberg movie about video games. I can't think of the title right Ready now. Ready Player One. Yes, or we're going into this level. So you know, I think we're we're heading down that direction, where where we're having a discussion right now. We're having a dialogue discussion, and a lot of people are still having those water cooler moments, uh, talking about things. Is it going to continue this way, or is it going to be 
so oversaturated and so easily accessible that now people are going to go into more of a, an inner world with, with the media. I think uh, a couple things about... One is that we're, we're coming to this as a discipline. We, we make effort to come talk with each other on, on a nearly weekly basis to continue the experiment that we've started here, you know? Um, so it's, it's effort to do this. And once we get into it, it's great. And then we have our, our dialogue, but, um, I don't know that I don't have a nostalgia for pre-smartphone life that says it was better, you know? I, I think there are ways, and, and I don't know if this is just brain chemistry or what, that says life is better with Twitter or not. <laughs> I don't know the answer to that question. Um, I'm willing to, I'm willing to test that though. And I've been strongly considering giving up Twitter for the next year. I realized that giving up Facebook for a year, um, man, I'm almost like emotional talking about this. It, 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 uh, freed me in a way that I couldn't, that I have a hard time relating, uh, of some like of emotional baggage and anxiety and, um, I don't want to go back to that. So I'm not going to go back to that. And I think I'm very conscious of, of the effects that, that had on my health. Like not, it's not like this epic thing, but I think it is kind of epic to remove it because it's such a step, especially once you, I was so deep in it, um, that it, it's, it was a beautiful thing to just have the, the willingness and to get away. Um, I, I think it, it's important for us to, to not, so we can be the antithesis of that over teched over, you know, that side, or I think if we play in those waters still, I, I, I want to be able to relate to the world that my kid grows up in. So I can help guide them through that, um, and so I, I'm not saying that I I enjoy film, I enjoy or you know video production. I enjoy breaking that down, and I think I'll try to continue to do that to stay up on it. But it's amazing to me um, how much of an elitist. In my, in my own way, because I'm not an, an elitist by industry standards, but uh, th- there are things that I just refuse to partake in. But I think I, like, like I don't know what SpongeBob's about still. I, I refuse <laughs> to delve into that world, but I think being aware of what SpongeBob is is not bad either. So you can fight it. Sure. You got to know your enemy, too. Oh, yeah. Um and I, uh, you, you had mentioned earlier just, just now uh, about the effort, of making the effort. We're, we're here making an effort to, to get together, to um, sit down, 
uh, drink some coffee, talk, record a podcast, and put it out there. There's there's a there's a there's an effort there. And I I also think, and this is just this is just me talking as a teacher to a fellow teacher, that um, knowing that we interact with students where the the idea of modeling um, a life of learning or curiosity or wanting to know more or just questioning uh, the unknown. I think that's that's equally important and, and that's kind of the approach that we, we take with technology. At least I, I think I think it's safe to say we both do this. I we can watch a movie, we can have a discussion. We can listen to a podcast, we can have a discussion. We can get involved in a series. We could go to our our libraries, our, our personal bookshelves. We could pick something up. We can grab a magazine. We could read something on the internet. You know, there's, there's all these other venues beyond just um, one single medium, and, you know, that we're, we're, we're personally interacting with. And I think that approach to interacting with technology, it just cannot be for the sake of, of, of what's being fed to me. Mm. And, and I'm going to take it as is, and I'm not going to go out and hunt for anything else. Yeah. Um, I think you really have to, you know, back to the McLuhan video, he talked about readers. He talked about people who read. And, you know, that concerns me. That concerns me how much people are reading anymore because there's so much technology that has kind of taken, taken the and, place. And when you say reading, you mean in long form of, like, spending time with... With I'm not saying just books. I, I'm talking, I mean, it, it could be newspaper, it could be magazine, it could be articles, it could be reading online, you right. know, but reading, like, right. yeah, reading and, and, you know, as you were saying, you know, guessing, right? you know, deciphering symbols, uh, language, and, 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 and guessing at, you know, these stories and these conclusions and these facts and these other things that are coming at us through the act of reading. But I think it's, it's to me, that's a supplement. And it's, it takes just as much effort to do that, uh, to find the time to, to, to find a book or find an article um, and, and absorb it and, and give myself that time as much as it would if I were to go online and search for a, a video or um, a series or something to watch. Yeah. Like I, that to me is, is a value placement. I have a lot of value placed in, in, in media and, and absorbing information that might be related. Like I'm going to definitely go home and I'll, I'll be looking at Marshall McLuhan. I'm going to be looking <laughs> at my library because right. I, I too have heard of the name before and I think it's in reference to media. Um, I don't know if he had a textbook that he, was he does. I mean, that he, was maybe talked about in some of the, the college social classes. Sure. You know, sure. I've heard the name before, um, but I'm going to I'm going to dig into it a little bit further. And it, and it definitely made me want to go back and read a little bit more Campbell just because he was talking about finding identity through violence or through your interactions. And it made me think of Alan Watts and, and how we're, you know, everything that we do is, is uh, an action reaction with the universe. And it's not just us against the universe. It's, it's how are we colliding and, and giving and taking with the universe. So, so much there. 
but had I not read into some of those other areas, I don't know if I would have those little little fragments of reference that would pop right. up. I, I, when you were talking about how we interact with all the, these different media, too, one thing that um, I've always, want, like in an interview, when somebody asks what you're good at, or, you know, like when you're supposed to brag about yourself... <laughs> What's your, what's your strong thing, point? What's yeah, your weak if, point? Strong if there's point? one thing that I feel proud of personally in my willingness or abilities in my life, it's to cultivate uh, a life where I stand on the shoulders of giants, but I try to cultivate uh, or, or um, curate a group of good ideas. And, and I, I don't take responsibility for many original thoughts, but, I, but I'm a good borrower. And I think, that, I think there's something to being a curator. I think everything's borrowed. I think there are few inventions, true, true inventions, and most of those are collaborative, and they require pieces from here and there to, to do something with. And a lot of them are stolen, even, too. So I don't know that we have a really good idea of who made what, you know, we made it, humans made it. Okay. Who knows about the plane? Who knows about the light bulb? And I'm serious about that. I think there, there's contested, um, you know, like patents are one thing, but anyway, well, we've borrowed from nature. Right. I mean, right? The, even the, idea the, even of a the plane concept was, of systems and well, things like that are yeah. all, are all things that we borrowed. So, um, um, I grew up in a really with a really rigid framework for like this is how life is, right? And the more I explore, the more I learn that I have no idea what we're doing, and I'm cool with that. <laughs> um, but uh, I, I think I share the same sentiment with you too. We're we're accelerating. Something's happening. Um, we're we're living in a very interesting time, and. Um, I'm happy to have had my feet in both areas, the pre-tech race and the, we're right in the thick of it right now and what comes of it will be interesting. I am, my, my mind has been on what Christmas is going to look like and I'm nervous, I'm nervous to go take snapshots with my brain of how much my family is on their smartphone. Or how much I'm pulled to that too. I'm nervous about that what from you, a nostalgic purpose. So, what you, you're saying that you're nervous um, just to see the infiltration of, yeah. of, of, of the of the yeah. smartphone and the technology. Yeah. And I think um, I read a tweet last night of all you know someone hating on uh, Paul McCartney's. Uh, a wonderful Christmas time. Or sure. Boom, 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 yeah. boom, boom, boom. You know. Yeah. And I was like, I like that song. As long <laughs> as I don't have to hear it a million times sure. every year, you know. But if I hear it ten times over the course of a month, I'm good with that. <laughs> and I thought about, you know, the Carpenters album, and and then I heard this Bruce Springsteen song on NPR last night, a Christmas song that I had grown up with. My mom had this little cassette of like Madonna and, and Bon Jovi and all these different artists of the 80s 
that made a Christmas compilation. And uh, I, that locked in time, that idea of uh, the nostalgic Christmas, the Norman Rockwell thing that we've talked about before. I'm like, if, if I can't have that, I don't need this. If I, if I, like, what's the point of us getting together and sitting on our phones? Because it was just like Thanksgiving, and it would be just like what the 4th of July was, except there were fireworks, right? <laughs> and whatever, like, so you could be like, well, what are you going to replace that with, a nap in the recliner? TV. Yeah, because everybody, the as TV's long as I've been alive, on. the TV's been a focal point of the, mm-hmm. you know, it wasn't like, and we and we play games and whatever, but like, so as I said earlier, I'm not sure that I would would totally say that tech or that technology hasn't improved our life or made the minutes of our life more valuable or whatever. I don't, I don't, I'm never bored, Ryan. Never bored. I used to be bored all the time. I'm not anymore. Um, and I don't know what to do about that. I want to be bored again. I want to go, like, I need to go do something, you know? I don't know. Might be Twitterless Finn in 2019. Okay, well, I don't tweet and I don't Facebook. I do Instagram. Um, when it comes to nostalgia and Christmas, I, I think definitely I have a, a certain nostalgia as well. Um, I, I don't, I'm not worried about it, though. I'm not worried about being around family and, and seeing technology. Um, I, if that happens, and if it's, a, you know, someone young in my family, a, a child or a niece or a nephew, I'm going to call them out on it, you know? <laughs> You're a Luddite. Yeah, I'm going to definitely say something. What are you going to, so, like, what would you do in, in place of that? Are you going to say, let's go play a game of ping pong or what? In place of that, well, you know, for Christmas, we usually try to have some sort of game yeah. going on, you know. And I'm already, I'm already thinking of certain games I'd like to bring. I mean, we, we, we'll we do um, Farkle a few years ago. Yeah. Farkle was a fun game. Yeah. But uh, dice games and dominoes and, and you know, other games I, I think are really interesting, especially, and this is something from when I was a child, in, in, when I was a kid and being at my grandmother's house, um, we, we started betting, and I don't know if this was a good thing to start teaching the grandkids, <laughs> uh, but we'd sit around, we'd play cards, and yeah. we'd, it, we'd be p- betting pennies, and it was a big thing. My grandma would, would give every grandkid, you know, a lot of pennies, yeah. which was, it was just pennies, and even then we knew pennies were pennies, you know? But it got competitive. But it got competitive because you were adding to the pot and depleting from your pot, and you had an Did opportunity. You play, like, in between or... I, I want to say we were playing uh, like high low or something. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You know, and yeah. so you're, you're just basically putting your 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 money in and just kind of your 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 betting card right. against card. Right. And you lose, you lose, and it goes on right. to the next person. We, yeah, we've done the same thing. Yeah. But it was really fun. But I think that's 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 part of that effort that families still have to do. You're right. And I think uh, and I I don't I'm not concerned about it because. My parents, you know, which is now a grandparent's house for the nieces right. and nephews, you know, they're, they're not one that is going to sit there and, 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 you know, 
look at technology or even the TV won't even be on. We'll have music on. And yeah. it, it kind of forces that. But, you know, it's just something that we've always done as, as, as a family. It's so play you, games. So do you have a, a, a program? A program of... Because to, to play games requires a, multiple people wanting to participate, right? Yes, yes. So do you say, like, after dinner, this is happening? Uh, or does we, someone just start it and then it happens? We, we just kind of, it starts and it happens. I remember that we have happening. Other, we have other traditions that happen. Um, this Maybe a lot of families do this, but there's the Christmas pickle. You know what the Christmas pickle yeah, is? Yeah, I've heard about that. They hide it in the tree. Okay, so the kids do this, and it's, it's great fun. Grandpa hides the, the pickle in the tree, um, and there's always a prize that's associated with it. And it's, you know, there's some life lessons that are learned here because some kids can't handle not finding the pickle. And if, How, so if, is it just a free-for-all? It's a free-for-all. They go and Does hide. Does the tree fall ever? Yeah, it gets roughed up pretty significantly, but um, no, nothing too serious. <laughs> But it's it's just fun, you know. It's just fun game. Um, I, I for a couple of years I would make videos, and uh, so oh, I would yeah, bring in yeah, my yeah. technology, and I would go around and I would interview people after presents were open and after food was ate, you know, just kind of lounging around. So I'd interview corny quish, uh, Christmas questions, that sort of thing. Sure. But, and I but, remember uh, the. Uh, Oh, what's the NPR show? And I forget about it now. And I've even taught this. Where they interview... Um, wait, wait, don't tell me. No, it's not. No, it's like... Um, where they... where There's like set questions and you just go down and set and have an interview with somebody. I can't remember it off the top of my head. Anyway, we, we've done that. I did that with my grandpa one time. We just like went off into a, another room. Right. And I asked him some preset questions about his life it's crazy mm-hmm. Maybe, I mean like crazy yeah. um, and, and then this year my brother and I took it upon ourselves on, on one side of the family to be, so we're going to have a lot of fun and we're just goofy and whatever but my dad's house is big enough that all of three of the siblings can stay there with their spouse and whatever and and then my sister lives in Cedar Rapids as well, so she'll come over and bring her kids. But we base that's like our home base, and then everybody kind of like goes out to their other side and whatever you know, and does that. But we all kind of converge back. Um, so the so two nights before Christmas, the Christmas Eve Eve, that whole Sunday, everybody's at my dad's house on that side, and we're we're gonna wake up there together. And we'll fall asleep there together. You know, everybody's, like, staying there that whole day. And so I, I told my brother, I said, we, we need to coordinate better so we don't just find ourselves defaulting watching TV all day. And so I, I purchased this game called Vertelis, uh, which is a new game. It's not even a game, really. There's no, you don't win. But it's, it's basically, like, conversation starters and reflection about your last year and you share that out with um, your family. And I was like, it might be good to stimulate some meaningful conversation. Um, and then we all will do our gift exchange and all that too, but um, we're going to do a talent show. Um, 
and I don't know what my talent's going to be yet, but we have a really musical family, and it'll be funny. You awesome. Know, I'm sure that'll be, like, it'll be a, for yes. gag, but it'll be good. And then everybody shared their favorite YouTube video under 10 minutes to my brother, and, and we're going to sit down and watch, you know, everybody's like, someone gets to share a YouTube video with the whole family. So um, we're, we're just trying some things like that to see if something sticks, but... And yeah, I, we're trying. And I think uh, for the the younger people that are going to be there in attendance with you, little cousins or nieces and nephews, that's that's the stuff that they'll remember. That's the stuff that we're talking about oh, right sure. now. That's where that's where we're working from. Right. Is is what happened when we were growing up to create that to form that nostalgia that we that we associate with this holiday. Sure. Um, and it's not about presents. I, I couldn't name a single present that I received when I was growing <laughs> I up. I can, but it was But just I can tell yeah. you about the environment. I can tell yeah. you about the music playing. I can tell you about uh, the family that was there. I can tell you about the laughter, you know, just the fun stuff of, of being together with family. And, uh, yeah, and I, th- I think sometimes, like you're doing, you, you have to maybe orchestrate that a little bit. Um, Sometimes it does happen, um, but a little bit of effort's involved with it. But it's it's so so worthwhile because it's it's something that's lasting and it's something that's it makes that holiday more about what it should be. So would you say that, like Marsha McLuhan, would you say that uh, hosting a holiday is an art form? Oh, You're absolutely. Traps? You know, yes. For people's attention. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think any hosting, yeah, any right. hosting that you it's like, do, it's not like here's a Domino's you have, pizza. It's you have like... the opportunity to do <laughs> any time. You have the opportunity to to create an effect, as you would say, to right. uh, create the experience um, that could go good or bad. You know, uh, depending on your participants. But uh, yeah, I think hosting a, a holiday gathering. Um, you know, it's it, it definitely it it would have some sort of a, um, uh, a yeah some sort of an effect, a long lasting effect to it. I last I, we I could talk all night, but yeah, we, we we'll probably wrap should it wrap here, it up because so. I'm almost a half hour yeah. on my point here. <laughs> um, as you were talking about that, I thought so. I have these. Um, I have like an Amazon list of things, nostalgic things that I didn't want to forget. For, like it says future dad, right? And most of it's like Nerf guns and stuff like this, okay? <laughs> so whatever. Is, do you have, is it a wish list that's called future dad? Yeah. That's hilarious. Yeah. Good for you. <laughs> that's funny. Because I, 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 want, I want to create that awesome, ex- you know, like my parents did a great job with, with, programming and toys and like they, they they had thoughtful you know stuff and and i am always afraid of forgetting something so again my curator yes mentality of save this list you know and i'll come so i kind of want to go make a google event on my personal calendar and just like throw it out there randomly into the future and be like tell like go build a fort with your kid or like you like have Google like help me be a good dad in the future because I'm worried about 
getting lost in the tech in the it, and uh, not being present. It's not the tech. It's getting lost in in life. Life sure. is really busy. Yeah. And especially when you have, especially when you have children that are also involved with, with their own worlds yeah. and school and other things. It it is very busy. So that's a that's a good strategy. But it's it's not just tech. It's yeah. it's everything. It's yeah. it's working. It's it's Travel things here, that there. you it's have bubble. to do. Yeah. Schedule. But. Yeah, that's my kids are just gonna be. I'm just gonna randomly be like, "Hey, we're gonna go build a fort." Oh, it's on my calendar. <laughs> Looks like we're building a fort, fort at two o'clock today. <laughs> When'd you put that in? Oh, about 20 years ago. <laughs> Dad, I'm 22. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Here we go. We never built a fort. I forgot to do that. So, you 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 kind of brought something up that I have to share then. Um, for Christmas presents, and I, I doubt that my kids are listening to this because they don't listen to my podcast. Yeah. Um, for one of their gifts this year, um, my kids don't have video games. They don't have Xbox, right. PlayStation, or anything. What we do have, and which is occasionally brought out for um, select select uh, occasions, is is uh, an old Nintendo NES. Oh, sweet. My old Nintendo NES. Sweet. Over the years, I've lost a lot of my games, unfortunately. Um, so this year, I, I bought each of the kids uh, three ga- uh, a game for the NES. What games, can I ask? Oh, uh, yeah. Um, I bought Super Mario 3. Nice. Um, the other one was 1943, which was a game. Oh, is it a tank game? It's a, it's an airplane game. Oh, an airplane yeah. game. Yeah. Okay. I think I played it's it. It's a battle game, yeah. you know, but you're flying around and, and shooting. Yeah. And, um, it was a game I received during a Christmas one year. And um, the other one is Ninja Gaiden, uh, a ninja a ninja one. So they, they're all kind of fun. Yeah. Some of them I, I did have when I was growing up, but it's going to be fun. Because I'm actually taking our... I, so two years ago, Bianca got me a Nintendo NES reboot type yeah, thing. Yeah, was it that little one yeah. with the controller? Yeah, and it's got 30, 30 games Built-in games. Yeah. And so I'm going to take that down to Cedar Rapids yes. too. We'll play some Mario. It is so and fun. Yeah. I mean, the whole family gets involved. My wife is a big Tetris freak. Oh she yeah. She loves Tetris. Oh yeah. Um, the boys they they love the game, which was a game that I played with my cousin all the time called Contra. Oh yeah. Contra's and you fun. have to. It's double. You know. Yeah. Uh, there's cooperative. There's the, yes. The there's the you know, um, the secret Konami. Uh, Code. Sure. Do you know that one? I don't know that, but I oh, know what you're talking Oh, it's just like a mantra. It's like, you know, it's up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, B, A, B, A. Select wow. start. Wow. Yes. Man. Select start if you're playing two people. Then it gives you, it awards you 30, 30 lives. Yes, 30 lives. But, anyways, <laughs> so it's going to be fun. We're going we're gonna to probably get that out and, and have fun with it. How do we wrap this up, this special occasion? We, uh, well, we've got a special guest. Uh, who has committed to, to come in Thursday morning. Okay. So um, we'll see where the conversation takes us then. Yeah. Um, if anyone out there would ever like to hear an episode on a certain topic, uh, how should they get in contact with us? Um, Leave a comment? Can, can they leave comments on, on iTunes? I think so. I don't know how we'd get those. Um, you can... Uh, you can email me at m a t t h e w one four at gmail dot com. 
Um, that's a, that, that's you, or what, do you have an email? Uh, I have a Gmail account, uh, McEnroy R. How do you spell McEnroy? M-C-I-N-R-O-Y-R at gmail.com. Um, I, I've thought about that, too, inviting listeners um, to write in and, and just throw some, throw some questions or topics or something that we can maybe just pull through one day. We for know it. you're out there. Hopefully. Hopefully. No, we see, the, we see the play counts. We know you're listening. Well, yeah. It's not just us, you know, playing them repeatedly to boost our numbers. <laughs> that would be funny, <laughs> Just though. tricking each other. Oh, God. Yeah, did you see how I many listen people listened? So yeah, I, secretly last night. No, it's I been kind of interesting, though, because we haven't promoted it really. Um, it's not that it's booming, it's, but there are I, far more listeners than I thought. The experiment, as you called it, is, 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 is a continual experiment of... Uh, it's, so, it's so interesting that you bring it up as, a, as, a, as, as, as an effort, a disciplinary effort. Discipline meaning to teach, learn. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's 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 a lot of fun. Um, I have to I have to be really honest. Every time that we close, every time we're done with our session, and uh, we're off to the day, I'm always thinking in my head, oh, I should have talked about this, or oh, I should have brought this up. You know, there's there's all these uh, these these um, these ideas that come up after after thoughts so anyways i think at some point yes uh, a little bit of a, a listener uh, yeah. suggestion yeah we might talk about it we might not yeah yeah <laughs> it just can't be anything <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, all right man all right yeah we'll see you in a couple days sounds good <laughs>